Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Big Natural Talents. It's Conchetta here with my bold and beautiful co-host, Lauren Bonner. Bold. I have hair, just to clarify for everyone listening bold. at home. <laughs> yeah, I know you're like, it sounds like she has hair. No, I actually do have hair. She's bold and um, she's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're also joined by a guest that we're very excited to have here. Conchetta, do you want to introduce Yeah, absolutely, I do. We have got an incredible musician and that's not common for the old bnts um <laughs> and we met and we're gonna get into it but please welcome lenka who is joining us today thank you so much hi for being girls here. nice um, to be here it's a pleasure to have you because if we can just get into it i have this phrase that says all roads lead to benley mm-hmm. and if you want to guess how you, you came into our orbit and world two words Ben Lee. It was mm. the one other musician we know. Mm. Um, you wouldn't guess And the it. only comedians I know are probably yeah. through his stuff. Yeah. yeah, He's truly the connection. Mm. <laughs> and so just to tell everyone how we met, Ben Lee put on these wonderful shows that are like inspired by what's happening in LA, mm. right? They're like musos and comics. Lago vibes. Lago vibes. And <laughs> I found myself, little old Chet, found myself backstage with some pretty powerful people <laughs> hanging out and talking. I was like, is this literally Lenka? Like a song that I know and love and she's here and she's singing and she's doing new stuff and there's all these people and everyone's being cool. And Rove I did, McManus Rove was there. Was there. Rove I was mean, there. come That's on. The, yeah, that's the hallmark. Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, it was big in a grimy little tiny dressing room. Yeah, and the musos were stoked to see Rove, and Rove was stoked. To, it was just like a beautiful, and I was just there, and I didn't do that great, and it was fine. <laughs> but it was so interesting because already it was gossip soup backstage. It was fun. Backstage. It was gossip soup, and it was like we're talking celebs. But before we get into all that, how do you know Ben Lee? Because that sounds like a story in a story yeah it's a good little story well I went over to LA in 2006 I was in a band called Decodering and I happened to be friends with Missy Higgins already just from Sydney just through a friend I knew her when she was like 18 and blowing up here okay quick question before I was a muso how how would you describe Missy Higgins at that time in three words Um, I gave her her first coffee. <gasps> no, and I ruined her for life because I put honey in it. And she, Why would you do that? Because I, I, I was a hippie. <laughs> the so, bees, man. Yeah, and she wrote the song "Scar" Naive. about that. <laughs> yeah. She was so scarred. Deep. Deep? Deep. What was the first one? Deep person. Naive. Naive. Okay, me. Okay, Deep. You, me. You. And oh. <laughs> Italian. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> no. Funny. Funny. So she's she's coming on next. (laughs) She's very funny. I haven't actually hung out with her for ages, but I think that she's got a great sense of humour. Anyway, so so I I was um, connecting with anyone that I could have, you know, had reached out to over Mm. there. And she was she was over there, and she asked me to sing back up with her on stage at the Hotel Cafe, which is another sort of institution of up and coming musos and kind of thing in LA. So I sung back up. Ben Lee was there. She introduced us. 
I was like, oh, I'm going to stick around LA for a while and give it a go kind of thing. And he was like, oh, you know, if there's anything you can do, da, da, da. and I said, I don't have a home. He's like, you can stay at my place because he just got moved in with Ioni. Oh, my God. Into her, like, sick pad that Pane she owns. Ioni. She has, like, this one of those one-story mid-century modern no. yeah. um, Hollywood Hills kind of places. I keep seeing it on her Instagram story. Shag no. carpet. No. Yeah. Grand, like, is it grand piano s- style. Is it 70s vibe? It's beautiful. It's 60s vibe, 60s. like lots of glass, oh. single story, bit of a Burt Bacharach pool out the back, that kind of vibe. It's, it's nice, nice, cute. That's my it's dream. small, but it's just that. Yeah. It's really cute. Anyway, he had was not living in his place, which was also an epic Hollywood place. It was um, the Cecil B. DeMille Studios, like the writer's studios. You oh. girls would fritz on this if you're into comedy writing because, like, they used to put the writers up in, in these little bungalows that were private. This is in West Hollywood and it's like so it's all paved. You walk in, there's a gate and there's, like, eight bungalows. Ben was renting this two-storey bungalow that was so lovely. There's, like, a fountain with a lion and plants. Wow. Sorry, and is a bungalow like I'm picturing a little hut made out of no, wood? It's a stone, like a Spanish, Spanish, Spanish hacienda oh. style bungalow. Just a little, yeah. right, granny flat. I love the word bungalow, though. Mm. Yeah, it implies like less than just architecture, but like a vibe. You it's, know? Yeah. It seems holiday ish. I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah. come see my bungalow. Like, bungalow. it's just an apartment <laughs> in Edgecliff. Yeah. I think it's catching on here that people prefer that to granny flat now. Yeah, yeah. you have a bungalow. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to get any work done in a bungalow, though. No, because you're like, vibing. Mm, just like party time all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so bungalow. He was very generous and let me and my then boyfriend, now husband, just stay ah. there just to give him a bit of cash for bills. And we just stayed there for like two months. Oh my God. That's awesome. It was fab. Don't so. you feel like that's like, that's. I can't keep talking about Ben Lee, but like that's nice. That's him. Very open hearted. Like We'd only met like a couple of times and, and look he at did that. that for us. So sweet. So that's how I know him. And then when he was, and then so what, then we, after that, we lived there for another, we lived there for three years. Mm. We used to go to pujas at his house back when he was a Hindu and they'd do these monthly full moon pujas. We'd hang out with him a bit there. What's, and, a, what's a puja? What's oh, a poo? Pooja. It's pa- is it is it poo related? <laughs> no. Yeah. It sounds like something um, that I do every morning. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow goop side, a pooja goop. It's a P U J A. Okay. And it's like you burn flowers and chant and pray because he's a bit of a guru. He's, I yeah. think he still is a bit of a guru yeah. in a way, but yeah. he doesn't affiliate with any religion in particular. Anyway. So we sort of hung out with them sometimes back then. I think he, like, gave us his mattress when we rented a place and we had no furniture. He was like, oh, if you go get it from storage, you can have it. He's just an extremely generous person. Just generous. But then I was just thinking about how, as I said to you before, they came over to Sydney and they rented here for one year and they really stuck to it. A calendar year. furnished an entire house. (laughs) And then I was like, what did they do with all that stuff? They probably just gave it away. They gave it away. (laughs) They probably tried to sell some of it. They were trying to offload stuff to me and Ben, my Ben, Mm -hmm. and we were like, we would love it, but we have no space in this tiny little bungalow that Ben and I live in. (laughs) When we had Ione on, she was talking about how she was putting stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, okay. But she hates interacting with the people who come to get it, so she, like, put it outside and then hide from them like which is lauren energy yeah absolutely whereas i'm benly energy i'm coming out i'm giving them a hug i'm doing a puja with them i'm like let's you know let's meditate let's meditate let's have my mattress (laughs) (laughs) i'm in the bungalow with ioni looking out the window going have they gone yet (laughs) (laughs) and that's what makes great partnerships so you're in la and that's 2006 and so the main i mean when i was listening to your stuff i was like oh i know like heaps of these songs but the main song that straight away i knew of yours was the show which was your first 
big hits, yeah. Um, which probably listeners you may know from the masterpiece film Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. <laughs> Um, and I think well, it was, and it was in another Moneyball. I thought you were going to say no, Moneyball, Moneyball no, but no. that's also yeah. that's for the boys well, yeah, who listen. You're showing your age it's there because that was like movie. a movie for twelve year olds. So you were probably twelve <laughs> yeah. when that came out, right? Maybe. Hopefully, yeah. I was probably like twenty, and I was like, "This is great." Yeah. <laughs> no, I, should, I think I was the right age. But yeah, so that was that big song. So what year was that? And was that when you were? That was in... two thousand oh, and eight, and I was so signed just, to a major label. Just and it before. Was, yeah. Can I just say, like, because so much of this culture of like blowing up or making it like people are looking for like the one moment when like truly it is like so much groundwork so much hard work so many things that lead up to and it's not just like an overnight sensation still knowing that I say to you did that feel like you blew up did that feel like the game changed did that you know like how did that it was a bit of a roller coaster I I felt like probably I had a relatively short lead up to that because I was an actor and then I went to art school and I only started doing music when I was like mid-20s and my first record came out when I was 30. So if you, I only went over to America when I was like 27, 28. So it was only a couple of years to and to be between that time of like staying at Ben's, trying to just meet people, trying to get a record deal. Two years later, my record came out on Epic Records. So I think that's pretty fast. But that's I was already fast. 30, mm. which is already hella old. To be that's doing late a pop, in pop the game. Release, very late. <laughs> no, they were like, try up. not to mention your age when you're doing <laughs> Teen Vogue interviews, and you know that's so crazy. Um, luckily, I look very youthful. You look so. so I just try not to talk about it. You literally look 27 right now. In now, this oh, moment. I thought you meant back then. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 27, you literally looked 27. Oh my god, literally, <laughs> and that's the literal <laughs> version of the word remarkable. literal. Whoa! Mm. And what I love is like some some stuff of yours were in ads, and I read, you know. It's like in the Apple ad. And my first question, this is how good of an interviewer I am, I'm like, did you meet Steve Jobs? Is that what that I means? I didn't have an Apple ad. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, it was Microsoft. Oh, so did oh you yes. Meet that, did you meet the other, guy? the other guy? The Bill worst? Gates. Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, Bill Gates is a good man. Is he? I yeah. Think so he gives a lot of money. Yeah. I, no, I never did. No, no, I never did. Yeah, that was in a, I had, and I was actually in it because they used my video. Yeah. <gasps> that was a Windows 8 like, wow. iPad commercial. They should like give you. Like a kabillion dollars and also like the, a computer. Some shares. And yeah, some shares and a computer. Yeah. I probably would have just taken the shares. That would have been yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. That's so Well, it's smart. funny like when you read like your song was in all these things that I like and then you – but probably, you know, you weren't invited to the set of Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. But you no, should have. You should have been. I'm just so FYI. But like if yeah. I – I don't know. I, and I wonder if you'd like be able to push for that. Like if you were like, hey, yeah. can I come on? Can I meet – Or like Brad Pitt. Can I hang with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Hey, can I hang with Brad Pitt? Because a little girl sang the song. But we did – there is some crossover. So it went the other way though. So you know um, Moneyball. Yes. I – that baseball movie, the little girl sings a song for her dad, Brad Pitt, yeah. and it's as if she wrote it. She's like 10. Which is really fucking it's rude. Really, really flattering <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's like a child wrote it and, like, she's kind of taking credit for that. That's really yeah. And everybody's up, totally fine I would with sue. that level of writing. <laughs> it's a very childish song. Okay. <laughs> anyway, she she was a fan of mine and she is an actress. She was already an actress. I knew her work from Brothers and Sisters. She was one of the kids <gasps> in Brothers and Sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my manager said, oh, she'd like to talk to you because um, she auditioned for that film and she played the, she had to sing a song so she played the show because it's kind of easy to play Aww. she had to play guitar and then her momager um uh, contacted my manager yeah and said, Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly her like parent because she's a kid like yeah. her parent managers yeah. can she have a session with you before they shoot you know she'd love to get some tips no. on singing the song so we had a skype because i guess i was already back here 
because it was 2010, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I just wasn't there for some reason. I wasn't in LA. Um, yeah, and so we had a chat and I was like, you know, that's good. Gave us some tips and oh. be confident and maybe, you know, play it, strum it like this or whatever. And that's... I should have said, I better come on set. Mm. Yeah. If this is a scene with Brad, <laughs> yes, I'll be saying... there with you. <laughs> no, you're going to be a wreck without me, you little twat. Yeah. I should be there. Thrown in, please, yeah. to Mr. Pitt's trailer <laughs> I, could, I look 12, so I could probably just That's do the yeah. role. so true. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually so young. I could be his daughter, but like in a sexy way. So <laughs> maybe if you could cast me and then there's like an interesting tension as well. <laughs> oh, will they, won't they? Yeah. Between the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Sex up the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some things I remember from the gossip soup, which I don't know if you can um, speak about, but something that kept coming up was Scientology. Oh, yeah. Had you known people who were in it or were you in it or do you? I wasn't like, in it. No. No, no, no. Um, no, no fake news. Yeah. But I just remember, that's what I just remember, like hearing real people be like, yeah, and I like went to court and I saw this and I did that and these people wow. were in it and it's like real. And it was just so, because you know when you hear about things so much and you're like, I wonder what that really is like. And then you're closest to it and you're like, shit, it must be real. Mm. Well, it does you know? permeate life in LA. If you're in the entertainment industry, there's, you know, they go, oh, so-and-so is Scientologist. And you're like, what? A we were just are. hanging out and they're so normal. I was, <gasps> yeah, I watched um, Going Clear, the big mm. documentary about Scientology. And I have this problem where like my attention span is for like the first 30 minutes of the movie. And for a documentary, that's when they're really setting it up. They're hyping it up. They're like, John Travolta was nothing. Then he was a Scientologist and now he's famous. Mm. All this and that. And then like, I was like paying to, I was like, man, I think it seems pretty good. To be a Scientologist, it's going. Not if you're a lackey, well. though. So but, yeah. maybe the story the I was telling you. The second half is like, but actually, it's then bad. the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the there's She's... the top ones because it probably came through Sia because Sia was a pretty big figure in my life around that early LA time. I met her at a music festival in the UK and I gave her my demo in 2003. Wow. And it had my email address on it. and We became friends. We went to like an improv dance night and stuff. And oh when I went to LA, I said, you know, do you have any tips? Or da, da, da. And she also helped me with accommodation, helped me hook up with musicians, helped me get gigs, used to come and heckle me. No. At my early gigs. She's Bitch. like, I'm just training you up. That's you know? what Lauren does <laughs> yeah. to my, yeah. for my Toughening me up. Okay, wait, see ya. Three words from back then. How would you describe <laughs> her? Oh, gosh. Quirky. Mm. Confident. Okay, this is Lauren. This is sounding like Lauren. Indulgent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is that you? Indulgent, like self-indulgent or like indulgent in like little chocolates and treats? Chocolates, and... treats, <laughs> TV all day. Let's go for a massage. Oh, yeah. Three-course meal. Just What's that anything called? Anything lovely. Like decadent. Or, no, um, decadent, um, yeah. Hedonistic. Hedonistic. Yeah, but yeah. she's not anymore. What happened? Well, she's... The S word? Is she Scientology? No, she's she, almost, but she never... But no, but she's like... Straight edge now. Ah, uh, she doesn't I touch see, any, see, of see, the, see. any of the any of the Oh, like oh. chocolate treats also included drugs. I <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. We yeah. didn't cross my mind. When we alcohol. think drugs, we think a Kit Kat block, a family size. Yeah. Kit Kat. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Yeah, I'm like hedonist. Oh yeah, like a big bowl of pasta and ice cream afterwards. Oh, indulging in all of life's pleasures and vices. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, um, so you were you had brushes with people. Was it yes, like so another one? Probably fallen? the story I was telling you was. Um, it was it was, weirdly it was Valentine's Day and I don't know why I was there. I was a bit of a third wheel in Sia's life and eventually sort of we we drifted apart mm. a little bit because I felt a bit weird about it and she probably felt a bit weird about it too. Anyway, she was going out with Giovanni Ribisi. Oh my god, everyone Google the shit who out of this that? guy. You'll know who it he's is. He's an actor. He's been in a few great films, but he hasn't done a huge amount 
lately, mm-hmm. but he's a Scientologist and they were boyfriend girlfriend <gasps> for a while. And we were sitting at this cute um, restaurant. I think it was maybe La Pubelle or I can't know. It was this one on Franklin. Anyway, it's like Los Feliz or somewhere around there. Little restaurant right across the road from the Celebrity Center, which is like a big, beautiful yeah, Gothic that's hotel. The big Scientology. No, and it's a hotel. Thing. And so we're right sitting on the pavement having like French dinner. And he was like, oh, it's great over there. You can go stay there. And, you know, like the you don't have to tip because uh, the, the like porters are Scientologists, kind of, you know, low, lowly Scientologists. Oh people that like want to, you know, yeah. upgrade into the higher echelons of Scientology. And they're just so happy to be there pushing your bags around that you don't have to tip, which is a normal thing in America. Yeah. yeah. And like you could just me come and Sia Australia. were just like, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, he, was, he thought that was great. And so it just kind of showed me. So he He's was stingy. He was, he was born one. into it. It's like <gasps> a hierarchy. His sister was um, she? They divorced now, but Beck's wife. <gasps> and so their parent, brother and sister, and their parents. I don't know if their parents became it when they were kids, but anyway, it's Scientologist family. So is Beck's family. Who's Beck? Beck. The musician um, Beck. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Beck Childwood, comedian and friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're talking about Beck. Beck. When people say Beck, it's always that. You think always Childwood? I think um, <laughs> the one person I know, Grammy Award winning Beck, your friend. Yeah, Beck. yeah, yeah. yeah. Friend there, of the show, former guest. She was in LA. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, okay, that kind of just drove home for me that that dif- the, difference, the difference because it's not the people that stop you on the street and go, "Do you want to take a personality test?" No, it's like. No, you, these people will step in at a higher level and and that's what Scientology is known for too, protecting famous people. But then there's all those other people under. I just found it very it's weird. weird. Yeah, but they almost got Sia, but they didn't quite get her. Go Sia. That's because she's quirky and... Indulgent. Um, indulgent and confident. And, and confident. And yeah. she's confident enough without it. <laughs> but it's so interesting because, like, I feel like Scientology, not to go down this rabbit hole, but it's like they want famous people. Do they want that for credibility or money? Like, yeah, I mean, because they like, would you make know, money by having more and more underlings kind of recruit because uh, it costs money to ascend through the levels. You pay a lot of money to move to no. do a course that gets you up to the next level. And so if you look at like, yeah, like uh, it works on me. a business structure. <laughs> me being like, wow, John Travolta is a Scientologist. Maybe I should be one too. Like then, of course, yeah. it's like high profile recruits. Mm. Shit. Oh my We're going to get like disappeared after this podcast, <laughs> by the way. Like, it's crazy what they do. <laughs> um, um, and also, I just, we have, we, Lauren and I said this to each other. This is going to be a gear, gear swear, shift. Cheese TV. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cheese, <laughs> you bitch. You thought you could You are so young, you guys. You Cheese TV is like everything. That was my everything. <laughs> Does reveal. it have that on my Wikipedia? You yeah, betcha. Because it it's like it. we're reading it back and I'm like, yeah, musician, actor, oh, ATYP, trying to Kate Blanchett. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then it's like, oh, Oh, buried the lead here. Okay, number one. Should hits, that be number whatever. one? No, it's Cheese TV. Please. Oh wow, lead with that. Lead oh, with yeah, that. It's cheese TV and musician. Yeah. So would you have said? So today we have on Lenka from Cheese, cheese TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> we will put that in the the app description yeah. for sure. It's like credits, so Cheese TV, Moneyball. Okay. Um, but wow. I remember Cheese TV, but I don't like remember specifically. Like I couldn't like. I was young enough for it to just kind of wash over mm. me. I can't, like, remember vibes or gags from it. I probably, like, sure. entered a colouring competition and stuff. Mm. But, like, what were you, what was your role on Cheese TV? 
just doing really it was i was being a comedian basically it was just random skits in front of um blue screen mostly dressing up um just it was really weird we were were given pretty free reign to just fill those three minutes in between dragon ball z and pokemon yeah um we had this skit that we invented um that was i was i was caramel afar strike and i would like have this big hair and shoulder pads and it was like days of our lives we just like (laughs) they'd have like burning buildings showing behind us and it was all this dramatic stuff that we were just cuffing we're just like what do you call it riffing Riffing, improvising improvising off the cuff like just making content out our ass basically we traveled around a lot too we used to go travel and do like you know look at the koalas did you i I interviewed pink yeah so wow. it was a bit of that Pink. as well. I love it because I was reading in interviews that like people say to you, they're like, you're funny. You riff when you're up there between your songs. Yeah. You're one of us. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I was reading that. That they're oh, like, you guys went deep with your research. Yeah, of course. Oh, That's yeah. what we do in mm. the day before. We really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what we do. five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and because you started in film and being on screen and whatever, it's just yeah. so like interesting that that's where it, if I'm in the mood, if you've got you to be in the be right. The... You have to have had like half a wine. Oh, totally. <laughs> I have to be feeling good about myself yeah. and up for being playful. That's Lauren yeah. and I. It must gigs. be so hard. I, I feel for you guys doing stand up. <laughs> if anything kind of sets yeah. you off into a sensitive mood, it must be very, very hard to be funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't Aww. know. It's hard. I'm always in a bad mood. So I think <laughs> yeah. I just use it, carry it on the stage. Yeah. And I'm someone who like literally will be triggered. It happened literally yesterday. I was like sad. And then I was like, I don't even have a second to think about this walking on stage hosting and then forget everything. Like if yeah. it's a good, it was for like young teens and I like joked about them like euphoria and shit. And then I just forget and it, it can sometimes be a great dis- distraction yeah and it, it would suck if you can't stop thinking about the bad thing mm. and have a bad gig okay so we get in our deep research of you so i was reading about so you've had like a single release in 2021 but before that your album a tune was 2017 and you um i was listening to it and your song heal was really a great song if everyone have a listen you that might. was written with a ben lee friend sally seltman yes oh, i saw her that on yet <laughs> uh, sally seltman and she worked on another song that she I, wrote one, feist two, one two three four yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i thought that was yeah because not that you sound like feist but i was like oh i can totally see like the vibe yeah. there mm-hmm. um but also so the song here like you you said it was written about a conflict <gasps> you actually had with a friend mm. and so i was kind of going to say like like we make jokes about people we know in our family and friends like my show coming up i've like got a lot of stuff about my family and my brother mm. and i'm like oh i haven't like run it by him mm. um so when you write about like a conflict with a friend like is that cool and then secondly please can you spill the can tea you spill on the, the tea conflict on the-, <laughs> the person doesn't know that the song is about oh <gasps> whoa that's amazing Still? she yeah. never got it um, I think that's on her to not know. I, I have seen a little look in her eye that she might suspect. Yeah. Mm. Um, the conflict itself, and she'll probably know after I tell what the story was. Was has, if she listens to this, was she to do with? <laughs> She's um, a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. It'd be pretty weird if she does. Um, <laughs> Was a kid thing. We've got kids the same age, and she's uh, she's was doing the um, attachment parenting method. Oh yeah, um, I've had a few conflicts with attachment parents style people. I don't know if you no. know what that means. It's what like you don't ever tell you don't ever tell off the child. You never you spoil punish, them. You, you ruin them. You just you want them to <laughs> be your friends. Is, like well, first of all, I guess you don't try to go put them to bed. So it starts as a baby. You let them 
you know, be on the boob for as long as they want or whatever. That's one version of attachment parenting. Or um, it's a sort of like uh, positive discipline is another ah. name for it. Anyway, there's all these different mm. things, but sometimes I come across people that um, have a different parenting style. So this is a dear friend, but every time we'd get together, her daughter would have a violent outburst at my son and I wouldn't get an apology or anything. And like he'd be bleeding. Like she, a couple of times she'd bit him and he was bleeding and would be at the park when they're like two. Yeah. And there would be no, oh, sorry, Queenie, you okay? To be like, oh, to her child, I can see that you're feeling a bit tired and I can see that you're showing some emotions. So how about we take a little break? Because you don't ever judge the child. You just, you just acknowledge that they're going through something. Yeah. And the idea is, you know, when they're a teenager, they'll come to you. They won't feel like they're ever going to get in trouble. So they'll come to you if they're yeah. doing drugs or something. Uh, like that's the sort of long-term goal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so this was going on and our friendship almost completely died over it because I was so pissed off. We had a huge screaming fight <gasps> down in... Could you one day? But like was that. she saying sorry to you? No, no one was saying sorry. Well, that's fine. No one fun. said sorry to me. No one said sorry I think to that my child. Should no happen. one said sorry to me. And so I was just like, have a fucking look at us over here, bleeding. You know, like, yeah. can you just tell your kid off or just say sorry to us? That, 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 yeah. Like nothing was going. And so we didn't speak for a while. Yeah. And another friend was going through the same thing with her. <gasps> and I was like, okay, we just need to take a breath here because we're all going to know each other for a really long time. These kids aren't going to be two forever, they'll all grow up. Are we going to lose a friendship over this? Can we, you know, I, I was like, I need to be the bigger person here. So that's what that song was about, like that. Um, eventually, this girl, without me saying anything, did text me, my friend, and said, I just realised that I never actually thought about your kid. So sorry about that. Yeah. My kid's going through some psychological stuff. I'm just concentrating on my kid. And I forgot, I just completely forgot about you and your kid. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. Totally fine. You're forgiven. Da, da, da. And we managed to figure it out. And we're still great friends. And the kids are great now. So it all kind of passed that's and that's what the song is about. Even though it sort of feels like a love song, getting over a fight with a lover, it was that's, that was the impetus about the song. Mm. Yeah. Well, it kind of is like that intense though with like big female friendships. I reckon it's more intense. Like Easily. my personal relationship yeah. is less intense. My personal yeah. like love relationship <laughs> yeah, they're so simple, is less idiot intense men. than my female yeah. relationships. Yeah. Or even like I feel like when I have a conflict with a friend, it's like what you said, like having to be the bigger person and just like being like, because if it's your partner, you kind of need to work through something. Yeah. But if it's just a friend and they're like truly a psycho over something. And you can get super high schooly. Yeah, mm. it's worth just being like, I'm just going to leave this. Yeah, it's mm. not worth losing the Step friendship back. over. Just give you a minute. Mm. Yeah. But that's wild. Because like, yeah, there's one thing being like, I acknowledge you're not feeling well right now, but it's also like, Physical violence is never well, the that's answer. the thing. Like I raise my kids <laughs> to be like, you are not allowed to do that in our society. Yeah. If a grown-up did that, the police would be called. Yeah, that's not how you express like, emotion. I just, yeah, I just explained it to them. Like this yeah. is where we're at. You can't, yeah. you cannot bite people. So sorry. You might feel like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes. I feel like it's so sometimes sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish we could. I wish we could, but I don't make the rules. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I just realized like this will, I know, I mean, Lauren and I, I think plan to have kids one day, but you know we're friends with people who are already like self-absorbed never thought about it extending to when you have a family mm. like mm. it just is an extension it all and goes it around and again, it all but goes around kids. again but through the kids yeah it's really hard sometimes it's when just another <laughs> thing to be annoyed at yeah. like yeah. it's another more triggers that's so and interesting if the parents are all standing around watching each other the way each other parent and then you judge the parent on the yeah. way they've parented yeah. their kid yeah 
It's pretty. It's pretty. It sounds already. I can't intense. wait until they're all kind of grown up and we can uh, just like relax. Relax. Yeah. Just yeah. talk about something else. Yeah. So many. So much of like the parents like stuff like soaks into the kid like automatically as well. Like I was reading a book and it's like and it was basically talking about how like no two children, even like siblings, have like the same parents because when you're a baby, like the exact emotional states of your parents, like if it's different one year and different the next year, like there's always a variance. Sure. And I thought that was really interesting about like how much. And the dynamic between each family member. Like Mm -hmm. what's happening and like all sorts of things. And it's like so much of like a child's development happens when they're that little, like, and they're just like, you don't even think that they're like, soaking up your vibe but they are they won't remember it but you are affecting yeah yeah i just think to myself no matter what we're going to fuck up our kids in some way like yes they will talk to their therapist about how they were raised even if it's my parents were so nice and so perfect that i now can't find a relationship you know like it's gonna be something oh my god like you literally said it and that's why i'm like the end goal forever is um being in tune with yourself and software and looking at how you were raised because that whether you had severe trauma or not, looking at how you were raised is helped to build your literal brain. You can look at the brain science about it mm. and how you learn to survive, how you learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. You're soaking it up. So fucking go to therapy and talk about mm. it and just like fit, learn about yourself and learn how it manifests in your life. Learn about how you've learned from your parents because I say that to my boyfriend like, we always joke about how I've got all the trauma and he's got none because he grew up in like a, a still together in love parents in the eastern suburbs, whatever. No, but that man, like, I, he, he needs to talk. He needs to talk he's to someone more about how than you. he could have more issues than me. He doesn't. He doesn't do conflict. He doesn't speak. He doesn't. All this stuff is wrapped. And I'm like, you mm. need to talk just as much whether your parents are together, whether mm. they're in love. How has that impacted you and how you go into a relationship? And so. My I just love it. You're right. There's traumas with a small T. They don't all have to be That's, a capital yes. T. Oh they my can God. be little niggly things that yes. happened and they just affected you yes. and you can't let go of them and you can still work through them. Like I've done, um, you know that that therapy where you move your eyes? Oh, EMDR. Yeah, just on small little niggly things mm-hmm. that she sensed I wasn't able to let go of. So she treated them as if it was post-traumatic stress even though she's like I know these are just little things mm-hmm. but we need to sort of rewire and shake them from you so you know those yeah. little shitty things do affect you no matter how lovely yep. your upbringing was totally and there's no shame and mm-hmm. even if you are struggling or you people who have depression and they've had like a pretty normal life like there's there's not there's no mm. excusing it and just your um your opinion about parenting I totally agree with it's like it's not about being perfect and it's mm-hmm. not about getting right your children will have sh- shit to say like you know what I mean like there'll always be shit to say but just Mm. do the best with what you've got Mm. at the time just don't fucking beat your kids and abuse them and just be there and give them love just yeah it's gonna be a fucking rocky road good luck no one's the same and just yeah I always think about like those parents that like the parents who go strict and this is ethnic parents this is wog parents where it's like they're going to do, in my opinion, they'll do the shit anyway. And then you've got mm-hmm. the other end attachment parents. I'm like, they're going to do the shit. Well, that's anyway. what I they're think. Gonna I'm lo- like, so you put us all through this drama yeah. when your child was a toddler. I'm sorry, but they're still probably going to lie gonna to you. They're still going to lie to you because kids yeah. lie and they're kids don't. They're still going to do drugs and not tell Agreed. you. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. like, you just want to lie to your parents. Yes. Like, if my, like, ch- I feel like I saw a Reddit post or something that was like, my daughter came to me and, like, asked 
it was like something really specific about sex. And I was like, I don't want my child to ask me the best sex position to achieve orgasm. I'm sorry. Or this like new wave thing of like, I bought my daughter a vibrator. And it's like, no, she can buy one on like the black net. Okay. She can buy one made of toxic plastic. And she needs to like learn that lesson because yeah. I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. That is a level of intimacy. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Just I don't a know bit if of it's distance. appropriate. Anyway, mm. no, agree. How about we get into your gossip that you wanted to share today? It's gossip time. It's gossip time, girlies. Come take a seat in the gossip corner. Choo choo. All about the gossip train. Speaking about being teenage girls, or at least acting like them, Ooh. I was a bit of a teenage witch. <gasps> Sabrina. I weren't we all. Mm. Sabrina the it was the 90s, so it was like, you know, it was pretty cool to be pretty a bit cool. hippie. And... The craft? What year was that? Well, I didn't watch that because I was probably too old and cool for that, but yeah. um, cause probably that was what <gasps> the show was about. Like it, yeah, that show yeah, yeah, was yeah. happening because that was a cool <gasps> thing to be. When, yeah, no, It was more like, you know, we'd listen we'd like listen to the doors and the candle every time Jim Morrison whispered, Raiders on the store. The candle <laughs> would go really big and like he's <gasps> communicating with us wow. and like. Anyway, I had a Ouija board. <gasps> no. And you brought that spirit into here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That spirit is gone. No, but okay. my it was my mum's and her sister's, so it was from the 50s. It was like Bakelite <gasps> with the little children's faces. It was a proper old one. And um, I took it round. This is like year eight or something, year seven, year eight, so like 13. Took it round to my friend's house and we all did a really scary no. seance where so many things no. were so real. Like no. we contacted, you know, like we'd be like, okay, we're going to contact Alex's grandparents. Alex can't put her fingers on the yeah. triangle and it would be like spell out their names and they were like Holocaust. They died in the Holocaust and like no. all this specific stuff. And oh. No, sorry, you're saying that when you did a Ouija board, yeah. it moved it and moved. you guys were all like we and didn't we wouldn't. It. Yeah, we all swore that none of us were moving it. It was just moving and there was like six oh. or seven of us. Did it have the vibe of like something's really, happening? Yeah, yeah, it was really scary. <clears throat> Eventually we all just squealed and had to give up. Quite a few scary things happened during it. But anyway, we squealed, like turned the lights on, left the room, left the Ouija board in that room, no. went to the sleep, you know, went over to the other room and had the sleepover or whatever. And I didn't take, take it with me the next day. Um, and about a week later... My friend Justine said, I'm so sorry, but like my dad, the cleaner said to my dad, what's this? And he didn't know what it was. And so she threw it away. And they were a wealthy family living in a mansion. I wasn't wealthy, but I lived in the North Shore where there's a lot of, there was a lot of wealthy people around. And I did a spell on the dad because I was so mad and I like lit a candle and I was like, you shouldn't have thrown away that, like curses on you or whatever. <laughs> and he fucking went bankrupt. <laughs> And they had to sell the their mansion and move. <gasps> well, that's why you shouldn't have thrown away your Ouija board. I know. <laughs> you I did like, that. Oh my god, I'm really powerful. <laughs> that's so amazing. Oh, and that's just like so not what a teenage witch needs is validation like that. Like yeah. it's like okay, it it's works. Surprising that I'm now like psychologically what? okay. Sometimes when I tell that story, that I like didn't turn into like a bit of a psychopath. So after true. That. Oh my god, yeah. you should do a spell that. Um, that we get really that we famous. get really rich and famous. Yeah. yeah well, I haven't the positive ones haven't worked. <laughs> Ugh. I haven't done that, one in a while. You the do the spell. We actually. I do it. believe that you should ask the universe for what you want. True. 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 I true. did, and I did the hard work, and I got things. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, 
I just can't like you know why I'm upset because I know that that vintage Ouija board would have exactly been amazing and like you would have what had it to heirloom. this day Absolute what heirloom. an heirloom like yeah oh it's probably my. worth a fortune just worth the a object. fortune yeah. just the sound of it baby's faces on it I'm like yeah. holy shit it's crazy to just throw something out like it's like look it would look like a board game wouldn't you be like is this a little thing well, maybe well, maybe the, I think they, maybe the dad did know what yeah, it was yeah and he was like I want this out of my house yeah I think yeah. that might have been a lie that so, would be me yeah I shouldn't yeah. have left it there it's really my fault but yeah. My mum was like, oh, well, don't worry about it because I don't think she really <laughs> wanted to have it either. Nobody really wants what? to have a Ouija board, no. do yeah, they? If we, In the attic, just if, sitting up there. If you, if someone, if a friend of yours was like, let's do a Ouija board, would you do it this to this? Like, at Yeah, this? I would. In good <gasps> faith, like that mm. spirits aren't evil, I'd be okay with it. Ooh. Ooh. So you believe, you've, you believe in stuff, spooky stuff, freaky deaky I, stuff. I believe that like our brains have the power to connect to things that, we don't have the consciousness of. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily believe that there were spirits wafting around, mm. but I believe that maybe we were able to tap into some information <gasps> through that vessel that's floating around somehow. Because mm-hmm. the weird thing was, so then we, we, we also like said, well, just any spirits that want to come through, like such little naive, naive babies, <laughs> spoke to this like, she was, you know, it spells it out on the alphabet. She was like from Turkey and she was asking us to find her son or whatever. And there was a boy who was the school captain of our high school had committed suicide <gasps> only a couple of months, a couple of weeks even earlier. So we asked to contact him and it no. just zoomed all around the board, just frantic zooming. It didn't oh. spell out any letters, and that that was what freaked us out the most. Oh. Yeah, because we're like, he was it was too fresh. Too soon, his yeah. spirit was not in peace. So, so the the conceit of a Ouija board is just it's spelled. It's like texting. It's just texting. It's like MSN, but it you just, didn't have MSN because, like, when you said like we talked to this lady from Turkey, yeah, I'm like, and that, I'm like, that's like the man from Turkey that I talked to on MSN <laughs> when I was probably the same age. Okay, me, my yeah, friend. Yeah. But it's Messi- very laborious. Yeah, you have yeah. to like spell. It takes a long time. Yeah. A long yeah. time. Alphabet. Yeah, it's very Asian. different to video chat and stuff like that now. Yeah, you should be able to zoom ghosts. Now. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I feel like there's a Silicon Valley project That's startup Lauren yes. and I go to LA to pitch oh that would yeah. be our Elizabeth Holmes moment yeah you know we're like it's just- a new startup focused on zooming ghosts <laughs> and contacting spirits through the electrical grid yes <laughs> I would invest oh. and we everybody wants that in their life yes and it, you can't you know it's like priceless you can't pay for that experience yeah. <laughs> but maybe like- now you can with an app yeah and you can't prove it's not working either it's like, are we fraud? No. No. Did you feel it? Did you feel something? Then how that's that, your proof. Yeah, that's how can it. you know? Do you have other spooky I have stories? one other spooky story that you'll like even better because it's – and it's a similar story about being punished <gasps> because it, but it's got someone super-duper famous in it. Yes. And Because I, I don't really like to spread gossip that I – it wasn't a personal experience of yep. mine, but I love to tell stories that I personally witnessed. Right. So this was when <laughs> I was about 20, 21 or something like that. I was in this movie called The Dish – Oh, oh yeah. I know it. Yeah, I'm- I was like the teenage college girl that was like sceptical about the moon landing. Oh. Um, anyway, so that was really fun to work on. It was um, those working dog guys. Sam yes. Neill. Sam Neill was in it. Okay, so Sam Neill hosted a, a barbecue at his house in Double Bay Wow. around the time we were shooting or something like that. <clears throat> He's good give. friends with Nicole Kidman because <gasps> um, they were in a movie together a long time ago. So it was this – I was very sort of starry-eyed and like, holy shit, I'm out wow. of my depth. But it was just a casual, lovely like Sunday afternoon barbecue at his house with like Jane Campion was there wow. and Brian Brown was there and like one of the um, Crowded House guys was there. Whoa. Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise were there. <gasps> Tom Cruise. <gasps> 
<laughs> a long time ago. Wow. So they, oh. are they married at this point? They're married. They've oh. got the two little adopted kids. And like I remember standing around, Nicole was talking about desserts that she was like sh- t- making. She was telling Rachel Ward about these like Thai desserts that she was making, like mango and coconut, making them for her kids. And it was definitely like early 2000s because I remember she was wearing a midriff, like low belly skirt like with her belly button showing and like oh a my god crop top like the famous photo that's just come out the the, the yeah, cover of vanity fair when that everyone's talking like, about yeah, yeah, she exactly the same the as she did back then <laughs> yeah. anyway tom cruise for a start i was so chatted with him just like no. out, out in you know a courtyard and this would be prime tom cruise because look like let's yeah. put aside that we know he's probably like not a good guy okay mm. blah, blah 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 boring abusive scientologist blah 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 i watched jerry Maguire the other night i love the the right. mission impossible series so charismatic. Right. this guy yeah you know, he's cut, got it he's got it yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was so amazed because like i didn't know any americans and he was chewing gum She's so like, oh. hi, I'm Tom. No. So Shook hands. We're chatting. Yeah. Chewing gum like at a function where people are like drinking beer and, you know, eating, <laughs> and a bar- eating barbecue or whatever. <laughs> and he told he was telling a story, not so much to me, but I was standing in the group. So I got to witness and take part in it. He would be commanding the room. <laughs> he was ca- commanding for sure. And later in the night, we ended up singing songs around the piano. Like I was like arm in arm with Tom Cruise, which was ah! singing Beatles songs. So it was a very fun experience. But this story... I found really interesting. He was telling that he went to the outback in between breaks of filming, whatever they're working on out here, with the kids, those two kids that they raised back then. Mm. And it was just him and the kids and, I don't know, maybe a security guard or something like that. But they ran over an emu and he was really worried. He was asking advice. He's like, what do you think? I, I hear that they're like a spiritual, you know, Aboriginal figurative animal and we're gonna get cursed and like me and this other person were kind of like trying to say oh i think it'll be okay you know like my boy boy wasn't the best it might be i I think it's a spirit but might should be okay and then like when not long after that they like broke up and everything and like he's kind of his life sort of went on the rocks and i was like (gasps) oh maybe the emu if any, if any of our listeners are First Nations people, please get in touch. Let us know. I don't know the, the history or significance Symbolism of the emu. Symbolism of the emu. Well, I think it's a pretty powerful yeah. um, animal totem. Wow. Yeah. So he was asking you guys what you thought after the fact. He wasn't yeah, asking the Yeah, it had happened. Like it had just happened. A couple of days before he was a bit shaken up. Oh my god! Mm. I feel like he, I like his empathy. Re- I, I I felt respect. I've had sound, respect for him yes. that he was the way he was speaking about it. I was like, oh, at least he's not being a jerk. Being yeah. like, oh, it's so funny. I just like, yeah. took it as a trophy. He wasn't if, being like that. If at it all. was your friend in the past, she would have been too self-absorbed with the kid who was like <laughs> trying to bite another kid in the car. That she would have yeah. just like, like run her, over yeah, it. And if her kid killed an emu, <laughs> oh god, she'd be like. I'm, Great callback, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've done this because you're angry um, and that's okay. Um, and she'd be like, there's no reason why we would be cursed by this. Um, yeah. well, we should wrap up with a fuck watch. We should. It's time for fuck watch. The question on everyone's lips. Who are you fucking and who's watching? Spider and the snake. So for today, to wrap up, I've got two people, but Lauren, could you think of two things or on top of the one that you have? I'll think of two things. Two concepts and or you things. Think of, you do two so the people. two people I have 
Uh, it's getting hot in here. It this is. is yeah. a big question. That's because it's the question that makes you hot. <laughs> it's not the lack of airflow. Uh-huh. <laughs> is Tom Cruise love and Sam Neill? Oh. Mm. And what should Whoa. we call? This is called the dish on the couch. Did, um, <laughs> did, yeah. What's the couch? Because when he jumps on the couch. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh, dish yeah. on the couch. Okay, the dish okay. on the couch. <laughs> That's good. I reckon I'd probably fuck Sam and have Tom watch because he'd, like, coach. He would. He'd be like, he, yeah, yeah, you yeah. go there. All right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, hey. Like, yeah. It would be nice like. Nice move. <laughs> I love that people <laughs> want. Hey, I love this for you. I love yeah. people want someone hyping them rather than, like, dirty talking, which is more conventional to sex. Mm. People just now like, all Sam, of a Sam's sudden. Sam's like a grandfatherly type. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'd want him watching. Yeah, his dirty talk. Like, I think Sam Neil would be, like, Probably like scarily good at dirty talk, but it's also like I don't want to hear it from Sam. I think he's probably good at making love, but it's yeah. better than Tom. Oh my god, I actually think you guys I think I I think you're crazy. I think I would want Tom. I'm switching it. And then you're gonna have Sam. I'm Neil gonna have Sam Neil like, dirty talking and okay. adding his like slowly masculine fatherly yeah. energy yeah. while okay. I get to be with like Tom in his prime. Firecracker. Are you allowed to pick him in their prime? Well, yeah. Okay. From the story, he's in his prime. In in the like the jocks and the socks. Yeah. Sliding into the room. Yeah, sliding into me. Okay, Lauren, (laughs) over to you. Okay, I've got okay, the emu alive. (sighs) Okay. Before Tom Cruise (laughs) cruelly took its life. And accidentally. Allegedly. And and like um a Ouija board and all of the spirits that it may call. This one's tough. <laughs> oh my god! Great job. Yeah, because okay, the Ouija board, like, if it's like an anthropomorphized Ouija board, like that's kind of weird. But mm. if you think about it more as like a concept, and you can kind of take it however mm-hmm. you like, it's very creative. Game. <laughs> a vessel of the spirit. Yeah. So maybe it's like calling on, you know, all the great sexy people of the past. What mm. if like a spirit makes the Ouija board spell out "come"? Yeah. Or I want you to come. And it's just giving you orders. Well, that's maybe if the Ouija board's watching. It's either doing that or, like, the room is full of ghosts watching you fuck an emu. But also having an emu watch you fuck ghosts would be really scary. Having an emu. Imagine yeah. an emu I in the have, room. I have passed in front of a kangaroo um, <gasps> and it and it got its, like, kangaroo boner out, which is like oh! a Dr. Zeusy lipstick kind of yes. with a spiral. That's horny. Well, I, I didn't was, even say. And the kangaroo yeah. was horny watching me and my and, man and that kissing. says a lot yeah. about you and your man. That says that your sex is... What's it transcends species. It transcends species that other species yeah, see that yeah. and they're like, yum, yeah. go off. And Horner. kangaroos as well. Like, I think I've said this before, maybe not on the pod, but kangaroos, like, when they're ripped, like, they're yeah, pretty hot. Like Roger. Yeah, kangaroos are hot. Like Roger. So, but the, the look in is, you know, Roger the kangaroo with the pecs. I thought of Roger the tennis player. I was like, yeah, Roger, Roger Federer. Roger yeah, Federer. Like him, just He's like him. kangaroo vibes. I can see that. But it was a little bit um, intimidating. <laughs> it would this be. kangaroo looking at us and he was like pouring out his woman who was trying to get him to go away and he was like um, looking at us. Where so are you having sex? We weren't sexing. We were just pashing at a campground. Wow. In front of the and kangaroo. And what sort of spurs kangaroos that, everywhere. What was spurring that on? Well, we were just, just on like a sexy camping on a sexy holiday trip. and yeah. we like nature. And everyone we could like, vibe it. like nature. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we're just like, there's kangaroos around. We're like, that kangaroo's watching us. And he was just dead 
looking at us. Like, oh, my God. And, and the lipstick was out. Yeah. So <laughs> getting watched by the emu, because I always wonder, like, because I used to live with this half dingo as well who used to try to, like, hump me and stuff. Like, I, I find like, this housemate. <laughs> animals must find me sexy. What well, was my my housemate's pet that they yeah. found and it was a half dingo dog mm. and if I was alone with him watching TV or something he'd sometimes like get his lipstick out and like look at me and try and like mm. get my oh, attention okay. and I'd be like no mate no <laughs> not happening we were just talking literally, about we were just talking about this literally in the last episode I was house sitting for a friend and his cat like out of nowhere just like and this cat was big fat masculine and like, like jumped on my chest on my tits stared yeah, me dead center in the eyes and like mounted me and I was like what? A male cat? A male cat. Mm, I was like, I want it. It, it gave me the energy that he wanted me. And yeah. I said to Lauren, like, people are going to take this and think that I want the cat. No, no, no. no, no, no. I think the cat wanted me. And in all your yeah. stories, all these animals seem to really want and I you. And mm. I said, and you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you want to fuck the cat, but it's nice to be wanted. So you have animal magnetism. You have yeah. animal magnetism. I'm just, this is okay. what a way well, to go. only we could transfer it to humans. I know. <laughs> I wish I could walk into the room and instead of like six cats want to fuck me, it's like six men for once, but I'll take the I don't know if cats. you'd want their lipsticks out though. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Staring no, you no. dead in the eye. I'll take the cats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, I don't even know if we can come to an answer for the week. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave it. I think it's it's everything and anything. I'd fuck the ghosts. Yeah. yeah, if you could fuck with the ghost, like you'd have to. That's a you're a witch. Experience. That's what you, you gotta. That's your vibe. Yeah, mm. that's your tribe. It's your calling. <laughs> um, Linka, host of Cheese TV and inspiring, wonderful musician yeah. who's she's given a lot to my bio. She's clearly. done a few songs as well. Isn't it crazy? The host of Cheese TV. She also did some music. Who she knew? could also sing and act, actually, yeah. uh, but mostly Cheese TV. Cheese TV was kind of the main thing. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Did you have anything you'd like to plug? Or, I mean, all of your music's on Spotify and etc. Yeah, I'm releasing a new song soon. I don't know when <gasps> you're putting this out, but there will be a song coming out on Yay! the 18th of March. Okay, Ooh. 18th of March. It might be very soon if I could if we mentally work out when this do some math. What a great promo then. Yes. This is um, but, yeah, it's pretty cash, um, not all that much. I've shifted focus. I'm trying to get art stuff happening in the country town that I live yes. in. Yes. Awesome. Oh, my God, maybe one day Big Natural Talents will do a live show. Yeah, well, country. I'd love to get some comedians down there. So if you can think of any comedians that have connections to the South Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. Mm. Sam Taunton is from Wollongong. Okay. Cool. Done. Done. Yeah. That's one. Booked yeah. and blessed. I'll get one of those kind of um, uh, weirded together type nights, you know, yes. where there's music and comedy and just a variety night. So Beautiful. fun. That would be so good. Well, Anything we can do to help. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Lenka, listen to her new song, listen to her old songs um, and check it all out on her socials, your Instagram. Lenka Music. Lenka Music. And if you are in Melbourne, make sure you come to our live show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, Big Natural Talents Live. It's at the end of the Comedy Festival. But before that, you better come to my show, which is called Elephant. It's running every night at the festival except for Wednesdays, 6.40 at Trades Hall and Conchetta. Our show, Funny as Sin, with Ben Caution is the last two weeks of the festival from the 12th to the 24th at 8.50pm at Cooper's Inn. Um, please come to those shows and tell your friends. And also all our other shows are on sale, Sydney Comedy Festival. Every, yeah, yeah, Sydney, Brisbane. We're both doing Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne. But thank you so much for listening. Check out our Patreon as well. All the links are in the bio. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bye. Girl. Bye. Bye. Bye.